Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. Messing with your boy, better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. It was the 4th of July. And rarely these days do I have an opportunity uh, to sleep in between work and my beautiful uh, little girl who just turned seven months today. She's a blessing. Say happy birthday to Miss Harper Gray. Seven months. Normally, I, I don't sleep in that much. Try to get it when I can. But today, on the 4th of July, it's like, ah, you know, sleep in a little bit before I hit the grill. <laughs> you know, before I put these steaks on. Go sleep in a little bit. So that's what I did. I took the dog out at about 6 a.m. like I normally do. The dog, you know, the dog, the, the puppy, he's still a puppy. He's a little over again. He, he sleeps pretty much throughout the night to about, you know, we, we go out probably at 8, 9 p.m. And then he comes harassing me around 6, 7 a.m. So normally I take the puppy out, let him do his business in the backyard. And that's normally when I get to work. But today I was like, you know, son, I'll take the puppy out. And I'm going to relax a little bit. Got comfy on the couch and went back to sleep. Now, woke up around 10 a.m. Pacific time. And my phone was on fire, which is odd because my phone's never on fire. You know, not an IG model. <laughs> phone's never normally on fire. I got DMs. I got 20 texts. Like, what the hell is going on? I'm thinking I did something in my sleep. <laughs> they all saying the same thing. And Rob, you see what's going on with Rachel Nichols. They cooking. Rachel Nichols. You see Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. Where's the BSO story? What are you going to do about this? How are you going to help? What is your take? What's really going on? And I said, okay, let me take a look at it. <laughs> Saw what was going on. And you know what I did? Nothing at first. <laughs> Just chilled out. Baby came down. We watched a little of the monkeys cartoon that she like. I drank my coffee out of my Thanos cup. Sipped a little some water, you know, because you got to stay hydrated in July. Yeah, I took a look at what was going on on the social media landscapes. And there was definitely a cooking going on. There was definitely a cooking going on. For those that you, that, that you don't know, you probably know by now. Last year when Rachel was in the bubble, um, Maria Taylor got the assignment for doing the NBA Finals and she wasn't happy about it. There was some leaked audio back then, you know, about it. Now that leaked audio came from Deadspin and it was kind of chopped up to where it made Rachel look like, you know, the victim. It really had nothing to do with uh, Maria Taylor. 
So, at that point, it was kind of a thing where people felt bad for Rachel Nichols that she was secretly uh, recorded. And, you know, was she sue ESPN and who did this? But then it kind of just, you know, went away. I mean, this was like a year ago. Fast forward to today. And the New York Times got a hold of the full audio. And in the full audio, it's, it's fairly clear that she is saying that Maria Taylor got a little push from ESPN because she's black and they were on their Black Lives Matter kick. You know, and, and, and that's why she was getting opportunities and Rachel wasn't pleased by it because that was taking opportunities uh, from her. And they got this all on tape, all in 4K. And that's what caused all the discussion in the morning of the 4th of July. So after I drank my coffee, had my water, watched the monkeys with my daughter, went through all these text messages asking what I'm going to do. <laughs> what are you going to do, Rob? I contemplated, what should I do? Should I do anything? You know, a lot of people that was asking me for my help, I don't know, have been that loyal to me in my times of need. But alas, I decided to pull the cover back a little bit. Because to me, none of this is surprising. And i tell you why. I tell this, I say this in the story. You can go read the story on Black Sports Online. Most people are taught that media is supposed to be the presenter of news. They're supposed to be unbiased. They're supposed to present the facts. They're supposed to be the messenger about what is going on, you know, in our country. That's bullshit. And it's probably, it's probably been BS since the beginning of time. But particularly now, this is big business. When you have, when you're paying a league a billion dollars to show their games, you're no longer unbiased. ESPN is owned by Disney, one of the biggest conglomerates in the world. This is big business. This is not about being unbiased. It's not about media. This is not about facts. Normally, people see this in the political media landscape. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, whichever you watch. But it happens in sports media as well. Very much so. So I say that because I pointed this out to people many, 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 many times. And I actually had someone tell me this not too long ago. There's a white person. There's a white person that was trying to, uh, you know, get me to, to, to advertise or something with them. And they explained to me in very blunt terms that, you know, at, the, at that time, being black was in, <laughs> like fashion, like, like a coat or a purse or something. Being black is in right now. Advertisers want to put their money in the blacks. And the reason why is because, you know, at that point, you know, 2020, you know, Black Lives Matter, being pro-black, you know, being anti, 
racist. Yeah, you know, you can make some money off that. You can make some money off that. You know, it went both ways. You can you can make your money off of the the MAGA stuff if you knew how to do it correctly. That's you know that's why Tucker Carlson and and, and others are making big money. You can go that way. Your Clay Travis's, your Jason Whitlock's can make money that way. But also you can make money, you know, doing your in racism and doing your, you know, PSAs and all of that stuff. And ESPN hopped on that bandwagon, just like the NFL, just like the NBA. They hopped on the bandwagon. It was good PR at the time. Wasn't good PR when, you know, Colin Kaepernick was actually kneeling and needed to get a job. But in 2020, it was good PR. Excellent PR. So that's what they was doing. You know, Maria Taylor's qualified to do whatever they wanted her to do. She's qualified to do the NBA Finals. She she knows what she's doing. She's good on NBA Countdown. NBA Countdown has probably been the best it's been for a while. But ESPN, though, they were trying to use her. Because they figured it can make them money. Give them good PR, good press. They, that's what it is. When you see in racism in the back of an end zone, right? You won't see that this year. Trust me. You won't see in racism. You won't see Black Lives Matter. You won't see stuff on the helmet this year because it's not making them money this year. You saw it last year because it was making them money. It was good PR. This year they have the, you know, the, 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 the gay, you know, NFL is gay stuff. That's the new thing to make them money because the guy came out as gay. That's the new thing they can make. They can make money off of. They don't care. They don't care. They, they, they don't care he's gay. They don't care. They, they just care they can make money off of. Not, not NFL is gay. Just like those PSAs about, you know, police brutality. Now, the whole time the NFL was not uh, paying black, uh, ex-NFL players, black NFL players, their concussion settlements because they were using a test that says right off the jump, black men aren't as smart as white men. But they had in racism in the back of the end zone. You see what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? So ESPN, you know, in 20, now it's not, now having Maria Taylor out there speaking strongly on things, they don't think it's good for business now. Now it's not good for business. Last year was good for business. This year was, ah, not so much. Not so much. We're going to give you five million last year, but we really don't want you back now because things have changed. There's no more Trump. There's no more, you know, we can make money off this. I'm going to offer you $2 million now. Because we really want you to decline. We want to get back to the status quo. You know, let's just keep Retro Nichols in there. Let's keep, you know, we don't need all of these black people out here. It's a little bit too much. We got Stephen A. Smith. We good. We good. We got Stephen A. We're great. We got Kendrick Perkins. We're great. No, we don't need too many of these, you know, black men and black women, you know, with strong voices. That was cool last year in 2020. Not this year. Not this year. And that's basically what's happening. And that that's why they leaked the story about her wanting Stephen A. Smith money. They probably knew this New York Times story was coming. I mean, you've seen the thing about somebody we talked to. I talked on the uh, what was it, uh, Stogie's. 
um, uh, another podcast, we were talking about Stephen A. Smith saying the two things that he thinks about when he wakes up in the morning is how much money he can make his boss make, uh, how much money can he make for his boss, I should say, and how much of that he can get. That's now that's a capitalist uh, mindset. You know, it's a me, me, me. You know, I want to get paid. I want to do what I got to do to get paid. I want my money. Not particularly cared about anybody else's money. I want my money. I don't particularly care about all the other stuff that's going on. I want my money. How can I make my money? What can I do for my boss to make my money? And yeah, I mean, it, that's how he feels. That's how he feels. You know, the, the most important person initially you have to think about it as yourself and your family. You know, but, you know, in this case, what is he going to say? You think he's going to come out and say something bad about Rachel Nichols? You think he's going to show some support for Maria Taylor? No, he's not going to say anything. <laughs> he's not going to say anything. It's wild that you got Woj out there, old white man defending Maria Taylor. On these phone calls that they, the New York Times got, but you don't hear nothing from Stephen A. Get on, get along, gang. But this is what happens behind the scenes. This is what people don't understand. This is a behind the scenes thing. What you see, I tell people that what you see in front, what you see on social media is not real. It's not real. And that goes not just for ESPN, that goes for Fox. That goes for BSO, whatever you hear about me, whatever you see, that's not really the real story. <laughs> you don't know the real story. But what happens is when people start smoking that pack, ain't nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. It's a mob mentality. It's just who's next and can you make it through? Now, I think what ESPN is scared about is Maria leaving the company and then really airing them out. But the fact of the matter, this is about money. As I said in my article, which you can read on blacksportsonline.com, the color that most of these companies care about is green. Now, if you're black and you can make them some green, and they, you know, they're good with that. <laughs> now, if you're black and you're causing some issues that's not making them any green, then that's a problem. It's the Jamel Hill situation. Wasn't what she said was incorrect about Trump, but when she said it at that time, it's costing them some green. Now she'd have said it in 2020, probably been all right. It's just the time frames. The time frames. But I see here's the thing though, I don't get on I don't get into it on Twitter anymore. I like to keep my peace. You know, I come on the podcast or I go on the radio I may do a little video for Instagram, maybe the YouTubes. Every once in a while, I do a lot. But you know something? I'm enjoying my peace. I really am. I'm enjoying my peace. Because I, you know, I, I tried to be helpful to people. And, and you see how that worked out for me. <laughs> you see how that worked out for me. So you got to learn lessons. You got to adjust as you go along. But I like my peace. So, you know. I wrote about it. If you want to read it, you can. If you listen to the podcast, you know my thoughts about it. But there's not going to be any back and forth. 
There's not going to be any discussions. There's not going to be any fighting. There's not going to be any engaging. There's not going to be me adding anybody or anything like that. That's not happening. I got steaks to grill. And I would like to grill them in peace. I saw the one guy who used to work at ESPN. Um, I think it's Admin. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And, you know, I'm not saying that, no, but he, he stuck up for Rachel because they're friends and they cooking them in hot grease. He's getting cooked in hot grease. And, you know, I was telling a friend of mine, I said, I have um, mixed feelings about that <laughs> because on the one hand, you know, it's kind of like what, a, what and we we'll talk about Cosby in a minute. You know, you know, like well, you know when you say certain things, regardless if they're your friends or not, you're gonna get cooked. You're putting yourself in the fryer. But on the one hand, you do like to see the people that have have done right by you actually stand up for you. It's just a fine line. You know, I think there's a way where you don't have to get cooked and you can still show your support. Maybe in private. <laughs> Like, to me, that's a little better. Like, listen, I can't go out there and just say this stuff, but I'm not going to say anything. I think the worst, the part that that always bothered me uh, the worst is when someone that you know that you're friends with, that you know that you've helped, that you know that you put on, that you know that you've never done wrong, that you know that you've gotten out of jams, they come out there and they just start talking as if they don't know you. (laughs) See, to me, that's different. I, if you don't want to say anything, let it blow over. That's fine. You, you talk about it in private. But to go and be like, I, you know, I can't believe, you know, this. I don't even, you know, this is, I, I'm standing behind this. Come on now. Your lights are getting turned off when you hit me up. You were in jail that one time and you needed bail money. Your, your car was getting repoed. You hit me up. You almost, you know, I can go on. I'm, I'm not going to, uh, I don't want to give myself up. Peace, peace, peace. I'm not even going to rant. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. BSO got invited to the White House. I got a Joe Biden connect. I'm good. I'm good. Just peace. What in the blue hell? Speaking of peace. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Bill Cosby's out. That's another thing. Like, listen, some people are just, you know, they they just are on this planet, you know, to argue. And, you know, I used to be one of those people. (laughs) I had opinions on everything and, and I wasn't shy about giving them. And that was fine when, you know, you could have reasonable discussions and then, you know, people could, you know, move on. I think... That's the part that I had to learn. Like, I never took the discussions very seriously. And the people that I was discussing them with, I never really had any particular feelings, you know, toward. You know, we had a discussion, either agree to disagree, and that'd be the end of it. And then I would go about my day, and I didn't realize that these people don't have a day to go about. <laughs> they have a day to go about. They just stew and upset and plot on your demise. You know, I part ways with people. I don't have any ill feelings for them. I don't, you know, 
have any issue with them. And they just harbor, you know, this angst and, and, and anger for years. So, you know, peace. That's the theme of the podcast, peace. You know, Bill Cosby got out on a technicality. Um, well, it really wasn't a technicality per se. I mean, it was some, some, some judicial injustice in the sense that you know it had to be bad for them to overturn the verdict that was going to cause all of this discussion. You know, but, and I'm not a lawyer, my wife is, but I'm not a lawyer. But, I mean, the prosecutor told him that he wasn't going to prosecute him if he did X, Y, and Z. He did X, Y, and Z, and then they turned around and prosecuted him. So, I mean, that's pretty simplistic of, of why his appeal was uh, granted and he was let out of jail. Now, how people feel about it, I mean, that's your, that's your own opinion. You know, I, I think that's one of the problems that we have in our society right now is that you can think whatever you want, right? People can think about you however they want, right? But it kind of should end there, right? You know what I mean? Like, it should have a cutoff point. So, but because of social media, the amount of people that could tell you what they think about what you say is very overwhelming at times. So Felicia Rashad, you know, she says that in her mind, she believes that, you know, Cosby didn't do anything. And, you know, she gets cooked in the comments. You know, it's come to the point where regardless of what you think, it's probably just keep it to yourself. Keep it to keep your peace. You know, to me with Cosby, it's always been a numbers game, right? To number, and what I mean by that is, it's kind of like Deshaun Watson, right? So, at a certain amount of numbers, regardless of how many you think may be lying, the chances of everybody lying become more remote. You know, if it's if it's one on one, you know, like you would say, your percentage of who's lying, and who's telling the truth is maybe 50 50. You know, it's he said, she said, who do you believe based on the information that you know? Right. But if it's 50 people saying it, then and you're saying that it didn't happen, the chances of all 50 being liars are, are low. Are low, and the fact of the matter is, it, if forty nine are lying and one is telling the truth, that's still a crime, right? It, it's still a crime. You, you, you can't be like, well, forty nine was lying, but he did do it to the one, so that means he should get out. Like it doesn't really work, you know, like that. With that being said, when you make these deals with prosecutors and and whatever, you know. That's the justice system. We all know the justice system is not, is rigged. You know, if you're rich, you can get away with a lot of this stuff. <laughs> if you're not rich, you end up in jail for 20, 30, 40 years. Sometimes for stuff that you didn't even do. You know what I mean? I think maybe the most important thing, maybe not the most important, but the most 
what I always say that the thing that I can try to teach people from stuff like this is that celebrities, you don't know who they are. You don't know what they're doing. Okay? And that's the first thing. You don't know what they're doing. Also, you have to take into account what was okay 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago. It's not okay now. Okay? You know, But you got to have a little... You got to have some rational thoughts behind that. You can't pull up Eddie Murphy, Delirious, and, and Eddie Murphy Raw from like 85 and 87 and put that on Eddie Murphy in 2021. It's not fair, <laughs> right? Now, crimes, if you do a crime and they can prove it, it's still a crime. I've seen shows where you shoot. The guy shot, I remember I saw I those forensic files, a dateline or something or whatever. A guy uh, assaulted some uh, teenagers in a car. I think he raped one of them or, or assaulted them in some, I mean, robbed them or something. He was trying to get away. The cops caught up with him. He shot one of the cops and the cop, the cop died. And this was like in 1950 or something, right? <laughs> So we were talking a long time ago. Cold case. Somebody gets back on the case. I forgot exactly how they found them. Exactly. I don't know if somebody snitched or whatever. But come to find out that the, the, the cop who was murdered shot back and the guy had like a little bullet wound. And they found they matched his bullet wound and all this stuff. Come to find out the guy's like at this point. He's like 70 or something. So he's 70. He's been married, has a house, manager of some, was a manager of a company, retired, has kids, has grandkids. And he went up on, on, in the, uh, on court and said, you know something, for 50 years, I've been great. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you still raped somebody and shot a, murdered a police officer, murdered somebody. It, it still stands to this day. So what you want to see, though, for things that are non-criminal is a change in behavior, a change in attitude, uh, because, you know, it just is what it is. You can't you can't do the same thing, say the same things. You have to adjust. That's why I say people don't change per se. They adjust to what's going on around them. You are kind of who you are. There's a foundation of who you are that's always going to be the same. But there's nothing wrong with adjusting to the times, adjusting to the people around you, wanting to do things better. And that's what you should strive to do. Moving on to a different but kind of same topic. Did you, you see what's going on with the Dodgers? Trevor Bauer? This case is interesting to me. This is interesting. You know, he meets a girl on Instagram. That's that's probably if you're an athlete, that's probably your first red flag. Okay, that's your first red flag. He meets his girl on Instagram. They talk and they agree uh, to have sex. So everything's cool right here. Okay, everything's good. Everything's consensual. Uh, they talk a little bit about rough sex. You know, being slapped around, being choked, and all of that stuff. And once again. At this point, we're good. She comes over um, and it gets a little rough. Maybe a little rougher 
than what she expected. Uh, but she just thought, you know, it's first time and whatever, whatever. She comes back a second time. Uh, they have a safe word this time, but once again, ah, gets a little more rough than what she thought or what she agreed to, maybe. And I guess he slaps her around a bit, punch. You know, she says punches punches her in the face, does some other, you know, freaky things, and she ends up so rough that she ends up having to go to the hospital and her face is all red and lips all busted uh, and everything and now she wants to him to be charged for uh, assault his lawyers and his people are releasing text messages saying look yeah it was rough but that's what she wanted she's in these text messages that turned on when she was unconscious it turned on when she was slapped and hit and you know we have her confirming that this is what she likes. This is one of them, you know, 50-50 cases. It's a very, very fine line. It's one of the, it also is one of the cases that you can't talk about on social media. <laughs> you know, peace, peace. Can't talk about it on social media. Because it's graphic. I mean, they're, they're, it's graphic how they're describing the sex. Her face is all busted up. But then you see these text messages where she said, I liked it. The pain turned me on and da-da-da. But then you see other text messages, yeah, I was at the hospital and I got a damn concussion. Doesn't sound that enjoyable to me, but, you know, people are into different things. You know, did, did Trevor Bauer, you know, get a little too excited? You know, that comes in at the very, when someone says hit me, you know, do they really mean like, you know, Tank Davis? <laughs> or, you know, just kind of, you know, Love tap. This guy was throwing uppercuts. Like I said, I just peace. I like to see how these things play out from afar, but I have nothing to say on social media. Not anymore. It's, yeah. Like I said, I talk to you guys. If you want to hit me up, like in comments, DMs, and things like that, I talk to you guys about it. You can hear my thoughts if you care to hear them on you know the the the, the podcast, but. If that's where you want, you want my thoughts, that's where you need to get them from. <laughs> I, you know, I appreciate all the Twitter followers, but all you're going to get there is the, the night, the creative titles and me joking uh, about the MCU and stuff like that. I'll be talking basketball, I'll be talking hockey, I'll be talking Olympics. But no, sir, not me. Peace. The Injustice League. Now, what did I tell you? This whole episode's about peace. <laughs> so, got another topic that you gotta navigate a bit. Shakari Richardson is going to be the star uh, of the Olympics. One of the stars. There's always a few that break out, but she was going to be one of the uh, the stars. The orange hair, the the long nails, the you know, got the FloJo vibe going on. But to last, uh, she likely won't be going to the Olympics because of the weed. Now, you, like I, was actually surprised that weed is considered, uh, is on the banned list uh, of performing enhancers uh, for the Olympics. Uh, I can't say that I recall um, any Olympic sprinter or uh, any uh, Olympic hopeful uh, getting busted for weed 
Uh, the reason is pretty simple. Uh, if you've ever smoked, it's not particularly good for your lungs. And if you're running and jumping and throwing, uh, flipping around, if you're a gymnast, you know, or swimming, <laughs> it's probably, in, in terms of getting ready for a competition, it's probably not the best thing, you know, for you. That probably would hurt you more than it would uh, uh, help you. With that being said, it's on the list. And, you know, I explained this um, when I did a radio spot the other day. It's why can't they just make an exception? Well, the reason they can't make an exception is weed is lumped in with all of the other uh, drugs. So it's not like a separate thing. It's like these are the drugs and they're all together. So if they make an exception for her, people that have been popped for, uh, you know, saying they had tainted burritos and all the other excuses people make for getting popped for different variations of drugs that get them suspended they basically can all sue because they can say listen weed is is the same as the tainted burrito but i got six months i got a year i got a month and i missed out on the olympics and this person you know admitted to testing positive and you know she got to run so that's it's highly unlikely they're going to make any type of reversal especially uh when she went on the today show and admitted it if I was her PR people, which I don't think she has, you know, I would have said it was secondhand smoke. I'd have said I accidentally ate a weed brownie. Something that would have, you know, where you can make an immediate appeal and maybe the appeal doesn't happen until after the Olympics. You know, if you go on there and say, yeah, I smoked and it's kind of killing your appeal. Uh, you know, the fact that she said that she smoked because she found out through a reporter that her biological mother um, had passed away and she didn't have any relationship with her biological mother. I mean, it's understandable. Mental health is a big, a big deal. And I do think the rules uh, are going to change. It's just that she has to be uh, the sacrificial uh, lamb, so to speak. You know, look up Kurt Flood. You know, Kurt Flood, you know, is the reason that these Major League Baseball players make all this money, but he himself did not benefit uh, from it. So she is going to miss the Olympics, but in the end, she's probably going to save someone in the future uh, because they're probably going to take that off of the ban list at some uh, point between the next, probably world championships or definitely by the next uh, Olympics because by the next Olympics, I'd imagine, I think it's like 18, 19 states is legal now. In the next four years, it's probably going to be all 50 states by that time. So, there'll be no point of putting it on a banned uh, substance uh, list. Now, uh, one thing that we have to talk about, and it's, it's, a, it's you know, once again, peace. But it's, it's a problem with social media. I understand you're upset, right? I understand that you're mad. I understand that weed in the in the 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 criminalization of weed is something that affects black people. You know, there's black people in jail for weed, and you know, whereas cocaine and stuff like that is it has is not as criminalized in our society. Those are all valid points, right? That's all valid to say, right? In this particular case it's very difficult to say that she's being uh, picked on or, or this is a racial uh, issue uh, because 
they can't predict who's going to smoke the weed. Now, one could say that black people maybe smoke more weed than white people. I don't know if that's actually true. You know, I just think they're criminalized more. So you could say maybe the chances of a black athlete getting popped are more than a white athlete. But once again, they don't know that. You know, it could have been a white pole vaulter that got caught and the same thing more or less would have happened. And I know people tried to bring up Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte. Now, when you do stuff like that, I think sometimes it takes away from the overall point that you're trying to make because you don't have your facts straight in the sense that, especially with Phelps, he got popped not for a positive test. He got popped because of an Instagram picture of him smoking weed. And he was suspended for three months. Actually, was it three? It might have been six months. It was definitely more than a month. And he ended up missing the world championships and he lost some sponsorships at that time. Um, he did this after the Olympics. So it's not like they could ban him from the Olympics. He did it a few months after. I mean, you're not going to get a four-year ban for weed. That's kind of been set up. But he, he, like I said, he didn't even fail a test. And he was punished. Now, did they do the big redemption story at the next Olympics? Absolutely. But, you know, if Shikari comes back for the next Olympics, they're going to do a big redemption story on her too. Now, Ryan Lochte, you know, he got popped for doing crazy stuff at the Olympics, but it was after he swam. And yes, there was definitely some racial components in that. The fact that they were calling him a kid, he was 32 years old at the time. Absolutely. But it didn't happen before he swam. You know, if Shikari was caught after the Olympics smoking weed, she may have missed, you know, the world championships or whatever it may be, but... It, they wouldn't have taken away her gold medals if she had won gold medals at the Olympics. Like, I get that we're upset, and I get that people are, are mad, and I get that black people are criminalized for weed. I get that black people are treated differently in media and sports and all of this stuff. I understand that. But just try, if you can, to get your facts, you know, right, so you can put on the proper defense for the people that you're trying to help. When you don't have your facts right, what ends up happening is the, the context of what you're trying to say ends up getting lost. The point that you're trying to say ends up getting lost. Now, I didn't say any of that on social media because peace. <laughs> Keep the same energy. What are we talking about? Peace. You got to keep your peace. Let's talk about Chauncey Billups. Mr. Big Shot. As you know, he's uh, was named head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. As you probably also know, which you, which you probably didn't know previously, but you definitely know now, is that back in 1997, he settled a case out of court, a civil case, uh, that alleged she was part of a group that uh, ran a train on a young woman while she was unconscious. And obviously that came back up uh, in the hiring process. Uh, a little bit also with Jason Kidd. Obviously Jason Kidd, you can look up. He's had a few run-ins with the law. 
domestic violence, and he's the coach now of the Dallas Mavericks. But most of it was for Chauncey Billups, mainly because Damian Lillard made the mistake of, of quote, tweeting uh, someone that said that he, he should have put a stop uh, to the hiring. Others are upset that Becky Hammond uh, didn't get the job and that Billups would get the job. Now, when I talk about keep that same energy, the, the thing here that we need to understand is that, of course, if someone is accused of something like that. That's serious business. And settling out of court doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you're guilty. It could just mean that you, you know, don't want it, all the graphic details to get out, which they did anyway. Um, this was Billups' rookie year that this happened. Now, this is what I always ask people at, at this particular point that didn't want Billups to get hired. If Billups, you know, settles this case in 1997 and he shows you know, uh, he apologizes, he, he says he's going to be a better person. At what point do you say he's just never allowed to succeed again? He's never allowed to become a better person to make better decisions. You know, like, does that carry forth, you know, forever? Now, in that time, it's not like Billups hasn't had jobs where if people had a problem with this, they could have, you know, pointed it out. I mean, he obviously he had a long NBA career. Uh, he's worked in the media, specifically with, with ESPN. Uh, he's been an assistant coach. He's worked in management with teams. He's been an advisor and other things. You know, and he's been in the game, be it the NBA, be it coaching, be it media, you know, for... Now, you know, almost damn near 25, you know, years. So at this particular point in time, when he's becoming a head coach, now it's a problem. Was it not a problem when he worked at ESPN? Was it not a problem when he was an assistant coach? Like, like I said, I get it. It's, it's serious stuff, but it's, it's that same thing like, you know, with Kobe, you know, should he not be allowed to have an Oscar because of it? You know, if you never admit guilt, but you settle out of court, you know, what, what, at what point do you, do you just not want that person to, to have a life? You know what I mean? And that's that's really what I'm asking. It's a question. It's, it's not a. I'm not giving you an answer. You know, are you saying because of that that should forever disqualify him from being a head coach of a team? You know, because you know Trump settled a lot of stuff out of court, and he became president of the United States of America. You understand what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying about the, the... That's what I'm talking about when we keep that same energy, right? You know, black men and just people in general are perfect. Make mistakes. You, even people that have done criminal things, they can adjust and change. 
Chauncey Billis has, from that time point, hasn't done anything but positive things. There's positive things. So, you know, what do you want? What What's your end game with this? Would you rather this black man, and I'm specifically speaking to black people here, do you not want this black man to have an opportunity? Because you just found out something that's been out there for 20 plus years. Talking to black people. I'm talking to black people. Same black people that says, well, we got to, you know, forgive Shikari Richardson. We have to forgive. What line of forgiveness, you know, why is it moving? Why is it moving? Stuff to think about. Remember, and I end you with this, right? I'm going to end it with this, right? And I know white people listen to the podcast. And all I can tell white people that listen to the podcast is uh, hopefully you're not racist and you're an ally. That's cool with me. Just just keep doing that. I don't need to do anything extraordinary. Just keep being an ally. Keep being supportive. You know, don't do racist stuff. And that's fine with me. I mean, and, and I know there's a lot of you out there that are like that. So when I'm talking about white people, when I say stuff and it's in, in a negative, it's not you if you're not doing it. It's everybody else. This, this message is really for, for black people, right? We already have been brainwashed, slaves, lynched, all of these other things that have happened to us. They do this to mess up with us mentally. Right. We have to stop adding on to it. We have to stop doing this to our own people. You understand? We have, it's, it's bad enough that we have it coming from everybody else. Then we have it coming from each other. That's it doesn't help us try to we don't we got to build each other up more. We talk about it a lot. We talk about building each other a lot, but the practice of actually doing it, I think, could could still be, could definitely be done a little, little more and a little better. So just remember that, that sometimes, regardless of how you feel, regardless of your opinion, sometimes for the betterment of the people. It's just best to keep those thoughts to yourself and keep the peace. I appreciate you listening. Please follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram and YouTube, B-S-O-T-V. Big shout out to ABF Creative for helping put this podcast together. I'm out.